0: Your next game is going to be a song of ice and fire and the other ones too. (laughs) Talking about elementals, not Game of Thrones. Here's why. What part of our world can inspire how we think of
1: the elemental planes? And how can we base elementals on real creatures that are surprisingly similar? And what supplements can add all the details we need to have
0: epic elemental chaos in our games? Welcome to the Hook and Chance podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm his brother, Travis. So I'm pretty excited about this episode because elementals represent raw chaos power. (laughs) Like, (laughs) the idea of just conjuring this epic level stuff to your aid as a wizard. Like, living fire, an impenetrable wall of wind, or a tsunami filled with the titanic will of a magnificent magician. Yeah, There has been times where we wanted to include them in our games in a more meaningful way than just as a weapon, though. I'm sure you've been
1: there. I've been there. I mean, I've tried using elementals so many times. And I mean, here's a hot take. The elemental planes suck. Okay, that's Travis's hot take. Don't come after Jordan. Elementals and their stupid planes have nothing for me to go on. Like what is happening
0: there? I think a lot, but I I get what you're saying. There seems to be not enough details but at the same time way too many like we got azers and genies that live there in grand kingdoms but also they're elemental planes of pure elements so like what does that mean are they're they just floating around in castles that are just kind of like doing
1: spins through the fire or that's the thing is that i need a jumping off point for my imagination to do a thing so what is that jumping off point for elemental planes because like you say is the elemental plane of water just water up to the ceiling is there a ceiling (laughs) what ceiling what what is happening there are there blue whales there do they have the same kind of animals that we have here but they just also have elementals and they just kind of run the show like what is happening (laughs) The air one's well, a weird one, too. Like,
0: is it just air? So, if I go there, am I just going to fall forever? Like, pass an elemental
1: and wave at it? That's what I mean. I have a ultimately, I mean, you can come up with it, whatever fantasy nonsense you want, but ultimately, I'm a human with human reference points <laughs> for my human life. Yeah, that's the problem. If you have air, you must have ground somewhere, you must have <laughs> land. I can't fathom these insane places that just make no sense. And I get that that's kind of the point. But also, if I'm going to DM for my players, I need something. Yeah. To ground it. Otherwise, yeah. Again, what are you doing? You're just bumping into the walls
0: of plane air? Airplane? (laughs) Are you flying an airplane through the airplane?
1: Oh, no. (laughs) I want to do that. So needless to say, like, we love fantasy worlds, but we also love internal logic. And that is going to send us to some other places to grab some points of reference.
0: I mean, if we didn't need that internal logic, we wouldn't be playing a tabletop game with rules would
1: just be <laughs> exactly running around like when we were kids saying pew, pew, you missed yeah exactly like who's to say now we have a dm actually you know what come to think of it those games as children would have been a lot shorter if we had some kind of arbitrator there yeah like perhaps a dungeon master yeah who could say like actually you're dead <laughs> he hit you, you lay miss. down and stay <laughs> down the game is done
0: you've perished you didn't dodge that that was point blank Range, you've got no ground to stand
1: on. <laughs> we digress though. Yeah. You've come up with a whole bunch of scientific points of reference for us to use for elements for elemental planes. Sure, you could call it science. It's loose science. That's <laughs> whatever I want. <laughs> That's practically the theme of this show is loose science.
0: <laughs> sure, so we'll get into that in the kinship camp. This is kinship camp. We're rich histories and diverse quirks are explored between weary adventurers around the safety of the fire. So to cover the main bases of the lore that exists in the game we so love, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, you've got the inner planes which surround and enfold the material plane. That's... The world that we play in, providing the raw elemental substance from which all the worlds were made. So you have the four elemental planes, air, earth, fire, and water. They form a ring around the material plane, which is suspended within the churning elemental chaos. Whatever that means.
1: You know, I'm just going to really kick the shit out of <laughs> sure the concept throughout this entire episode. And at their innermost edges, where they're closest
0: to the material plane, the four elemental planes resemble a world in the material plane where the elements mingle together a little bit. But farther from the material plane, they're both alien and hostile, where the elements exist in their purest form. These regions are little known.
1: That's about it. And <laughs> that, right there, is where you screw us all over. <laughs> little known. Use your imagination, go on. Travis. Sure, fine. Imagination time, that's what we're playing. But... Yeah. But I need a jumping off point. Sure, that's what this episode's all about. Let's create a jumping off point. So,
0: the inspiration that I think is really great for the elemental planes, and it kind of clicked, and I had a little moment, and I was very happy about it. So, think of the coral reefs of our world. A coral reef is a collection of creatures that essentially create the environment of sea floors, kind of like elementals. All right, yeah. It's made up of sea life under the phylum Cnidaria. Something like that. This is important. We're (laughs) going to come back to this later. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, I think of elementals as being like this category of life, because you've got that elemental plane where the environment is made of the element. Then you've got elementals who are made of the same material as the environment, much like a coral reef. It's made up of polyps of all different species that either clone themselves to expand, break off chunks that float somewhere else and root, or spit out
1: larvae that grow into some other weird species of sea life. Let's take a break right there, because I feel like this concept is so super powerful to just understanding, A, how the elemental planes could work. You've got all of these different sizes of elementals, right? You've got small elementals all the way up to these gargantuan elite fire phoenixes. Yeah, the elementals that are just not even a size category because they're basically a whole storm. And so this concept of these polyps just growing and then adapting to their environment is so powerful when you align that with elementals. Because now you have this small ground-based fire elemental minion. Yeah. And then that same polyp that created that small minion floated off and eventually grew and grew and grew until it was a gigantic fire phoenix adapting to its environment totally and you could
0: even take this to the level of you know the ground in the plane of fire is just a whole bunch of elementals that aren't quite separated they're all kind of they're there you can't really walk on it of course yeah (laughs) in certain corners anyways and i think that each elemental plane being a collection of these creatures almost is a creature in itself so like the fire plane i think we could attach a personality to that and then kind of have those individuals as members of that collective personality kind of like a culture i guess but if you gave a, a basic culture to each elemental plane then all of a sudden we have a lot more personality in this than just water earth air and fire
1: well and you have something more deep than water calm fire mad <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like th- it, it gives you a, just a little bit more to go on
0: totally so if we continue the metaphor i think it solves a lot of our issues with the elemental planes to imagine them like an ocean all kind of surrounding and supporting the material plane which, like the lore says, is comprised of elements that came from this ocean. So I like to imagine it as having no barriers. It's all one plane. This means that the planes can bleed into each other because another issue that I have with the way that the planes are is if they're individual places,
1: what is the barrier between them? What is that like? What does it feel like to cross through that barrier? Is it a wall (laughs) or is it a 100,000 miles of nothing area that you have to traverse or like some semblance of an in-between yeah doesn't make a ton of sense hard to imagine a little bit so
0: i like the idea of having very distinct areas of fire water earth and air but the edges all being mixed together the lore suggests that there's a whole bunch of demi planes of steam and smoke and mud and every mixture you can dream up but it seems more interesting from a adventuring and travel perspective for them to
1: just gradually shift into one another well, I like this idea because, again, like you said, with that metaphor of the ocean, the ocean has coral reefs. It has blue warm waters. It has beaches. It also has a terrifying darkness nightmare world that swallowed the <laughs> Titanic and has glowing, horrible anglerfish down there. Like, we've got the the entire gamut yeah. of what the ocean is. And, I mean, talk to any biologist... And they would probably tell you that there's hundreds of thousands of small little biomes all over in the ocean. And much like the lore of the elemental planes,
0: the deepest parts we do not understand. There we go. Very alien to us. And I think when you imagine it with these transitions, you can actually begin to imagine other inhabitants other than just pure elementals and how they could actually make a home there. Because again, Azers drifting around in pure fire doesn't really make sense to me. But if there's some Earth in the fire, if there's volcanoes and magma and volcanic rock for them to build on because it's kind of mixing with the earth plane, all right, that makes
1: sense. Absolutely, yeah. Let's talk about what could actually be there if we were to visualize some of, let's say, the fire plane. Let's start there. Sure. I mean, it works for these places to still be insanely large, but in each
0: of those kind of transition regions, you could have the fire plane transitioning into earth being full of volcanoes and volcanic rock you could have it transitioning into water which might just be a sea of magma a transition into air could be a never ending firestorm that the immune inhabitants might just treat as strong winds but adventurers are going to have a much tougher time but maybe it's full of massive airships that provide moving fortresses for its inhabitants
1: well and i like that because if you've got the lava and you've got ocean then you've got essentially what's happening in hawaii all the the time. (laughs) Lava meeting ocean and creating new land. And it really also helps me consider, okay, so the inhabitants of an area that is mostly fire could absolutely leave that area. They can go well deep into the Into the Realm of Earth Elementals. Yeah. That being said, they're probably not comfortable. Just like I'm not comfortable in Antarctica, but I can go there. Absolutely true. So we'll have all of these different elementals with preferences of where they could be, but you've got a bit of that chaos happening when you have these elementals that can go anywhere and do anything within all of the four elemental planes and all of those demi areas in between. So we've got elementals that can go anywhere and do anything within these four elemental planes and all of the demi-planes in between. Where lava meets ocean, or lava meets water, you've got steam. And... There's some steam elementals in that general region, but they're also getting the hell out of there, and they're going into the fire region, and they're going into the ocean region, and who really cares, because we can do it, so why can't they?
0: Yeah, and I really like thinking of the elementals themselves as kind of just like these roaming creatures, but other inhabitants are, you know, making deals and and
1: building kingdoms just like on the material plane. Why not? Well, you've got kings, and you've got deer, and they both exist on the same material plane. Yeah. So we've got the same equivalent in the elemental planes where you've got these small, mindless rock monsters, but then you have a rock elemental or an earth elemental that is really uh, building an entire kingdom and raising armies and creating more rock elementals, creating more earth elementals.
0: And the way I like to imagine the more natural creatures of this realm, the basic elementals is again, going back to that ocean like jellyfish, because again, we've got the fact that they're the same as their environment. Remember the fact that coral is made up of the phylum cnidaria creatures well jellyfish are also of that phylum what they have a lot of the same characteristics as coral they just don't create an outer shell to protect themselves okay now we're getting into some weird territory (laughs) (laughs) totally uh you've got their timeline so elementals are supposed to be immortal and have been around long before everything else So with a relatively recent technique called fossil snapshots, scientists have dated jellyfish to having been around 505 million years ago. So I think that meets the requirements for basically immortal and being around the longest. That's crazy. I wasn't around back then. You've got the immortal jellyfish. There's at least one type of jellyfish that starts in a polyp stage attached to the seafloor. Then they make a bunch of clones as you do. Then those clones (laughs) pop off and become jellyfish. What are your weekend plans? (laughs) Making some clones as I do. (laughs) So that I can be immortal. Then, when that jellyfish gets old or undergoes environmental stress, it can revert to the polyp stage. And this cycle can theoretically go on indefinitely. Okay, that's not as I do. Now, the weird thing to me is that not all old jellyfish do this. Some of them are like, I've had my time on this mortal coil. (laughs) Just peace out. And then other ones are like, I'm going to be a baby again. (laughs) Man, that'd be weird. Yeah, Travis turned into a baby again. He wanted to start fresh. (laughs) I'm going to do
1: this whole thing over again. (laughs) But yeah, that seems to fit in with Elementals to me. How can we adapt that to our idea of Elementals? Because I feel like there's, there's some juicy stuff there. Like what if the elementals in those elemental planes do in fact die air quotes but they revert so you could have an elemental one of those elemental kings that we were talking about the reason that they're a king is because they've been alive since the very dawn of time yeah and they just keep reverting they get a little wiser and smarter and when you defeat those mega powerful
0: elementals as adventurers then maybe they don't die they just become a very
1: basic small fit in your hand elemental see i love that because then they're going to gather their strength again and continue to be a problem for the adventurers yeah especially if you give them furious little (laughs) eyes just to shoot daggers at (laughs) them just so that the adventurers know (laughs) that they have not completed they've just simply pissed it off
0: yeah and then it crawls away like a slug cartoon eyes staring back at you with its cartoon angry eyes you've got the fact that jellyfish are already water elementals they're 98 percent water i mean that's like 10 more percent than us yeah they're like super water don't you feel a little bit like a jellyfish when you drink too much water
1: no i just have to pee fair enough
0: they come in all sizes so you've got jellyfish from 0.5 millimeters uh to having tentacles that are 27 meters long that's 120 feet that's
1: a little longer than two city buses and also longer than blue whales that is absolutely wild that they can get that big And immediately I can see in an elemental plane, introducing my players to a minuscule elemental, like a tiny little bipedal (laughs) elemental that can walk in their palm, warning them of the gargantuan skyscraper sized one behind them. Yeah. Like it's just motoring along on the ground. Yeah. (laughs) Help, look
0: out like it so then we get past all of those similarities and I think there's a lot that we can add to elementals from jellyfish like for example jellyfish apparently just shoot sperm and eggs out into the ocean and whatever happens
1: happens (laughs) that is really encapsulating that elemental chaos of just whatever happens happens into the wind my children yeah but
0: with elementals that does spark some ideas like the fact that you could see an elemental in the plane of air just kind of get born and like like you see little whirlwinds in the real world. Just because conditions were perfect, this mini tornado happens and then sometimes it grows and becomes terrible for people and sometimes it just goes out of existence just as quickly as it came into
1: it. Really, it's just those polyps, whatever magical essence yeah. is coming together and just swirling and coalescing into all of a sudden one of those tiny elementals. Yeah, for some reason that just fits in my brain. Makes sense. Consciousness is born just like that. Then
0: you've got their predation, which I think can lend to elementals so there's very few predators of jellyfish there's a lot of creatures that will eat jellyfish corpses kind of dark but jellyfish are actually one of the main predators of jellyfish so in the lore elementals don't need to eat or breathe or do anything but that doesn't give them anything to work with so maybe
1: instead of needing to eat they need to consume more element see and already i can visualize that because if i want to give my players the idea that they are in a world of chaos they They are in an, an existence, an entire spanning, sprawling area of just pure elemental chaos that I need to really open with a bang to instill in my players that you see a giant building sized elemental smash a smaller one and now it's tearing its body apart and consuming it and growing larger yeah you can see the the flames like licking off and getting bigger totally and our players are completely being ignored by this system like they are just there uh, to bear witness to the chaos that's happening in this plane and try to avoid
0: it as best they can really exactly and i think this also is the starting block to giving them any kind of personality or behavior whatsoever cuz again if they don't need anything then they're really just floating around peacefully but all of a sudden it becomes chaotic like you're saying when they need to consume yeah i love that we've also got their symbiosis that i think can add a lot of fun so there's many small fish species that are immune to the jellyfish stings so they just hang out in its tentacles and they serve as a lure for bigger fish that the jellyfish can kill then the little fish gets to share the feast. So could that be a
1: really great way to give a big elemental some minions? They're in that in-between size where they cannot be food. You know, this really reminds me if you ever played the video game Spore. This is the opening level of Spore when you are just a tiny little single-celled organism running around and you can see gigantic ones next to you, but you're so small that you're not a threat, you're not food, you're nothing to that thing and you would see a whole bunch of little ones roaming around the big one yeah once that little one is able to consume enough it gets bigger and bigger and all of a sudden now it is being noticed by the gigantic ones (laughs) but you could also have a situation like you know the the big one going dormant you've got a
0: whole bunch of tiny little fire sprites hanging around a medium-sized elemental comes in to prey on those then the big one just rises up from its dormant state and again you witness that chaotic scene that symbiosis that we're talking about yeah or you could have different elementals becoming symbiotic with each other like you could have a massive earth elemental with caves all over it that era elementals are hanging out in and then the players need to scale it yeah because the earth elemental doesn't care about them but it's got some kind of a an epic ruby in its head that you gotta snatch out of there
1: see now we're mixing a lot of different pieces together and creating this world that has so many chaotic elements it really conveys to the players that they don't matter here yeah yeah totally
0: then I learned about a jellyfish like creature, and here's my words falling apart the Siphonophore, the Nanomia bijuga. <laughs> thank you they're a jellyfish like colonial creature meaning it's made of many individuals that are all clones of each other but they have nerve fibers running through the whole collection so each individual develops a specialized purpose like feeding or propulsion once they have developed this they can't function on their own they have to be part of that collective because you can't just be a mouth
1: (laughs) you'll you'll sink i mean i've caught i've been called terrible things in the past (laughs) just a mouth is probably one of them. Huh. But anyways, could this be true of
0: elementals allowing you to truly customize their shape and abilities? Like now they can break off from one another. Now you can have like massive and feet with all kinds
1: of extra stuff going on because those elementals are more developed. And I love this idea that you do have these specialized roles and it allows me to contextualize an elemental plane into sure, now we have large and we have small we have minions and we have primary elementals and we have mountainous elementals but now we add an extra layer onto it which is we have some elementals that move extremely fast and we have slow ones and we have predatory ones and we have passive ones We
0: have ones with a lot of offensive capabilities. We have ones that are more focused on, yeah, anything you
1: like. But we can take the same basic elemental stat block and we can apply it to behaviors that range the entire spectrum of animal life. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And then we come to the final issue here which is differentiating the elementals a little bit more because of course sometimes we get the opportunity to roleplay with or as an elemental and when this does happens it'd be nice to have some idea of what they're going to be like other than just a consume consume so if we apply a general personality to each element then we can also extrapolate and add details to the planes that we're talking about i like this so i figured why not turn to the astrologists that have already been trying to connect elements to personalities for like a super long time (laughs) sure so some folks have equated the 12 Jungian archetypes to the 12 astrological signs and the signs are all based on elements so i think that's a pretty good place to start why the hell not let's give her and maybe the material plane even has horoscopes based on the elemental plane make that a part of some religion on your main world that's
1: dope i like that now all of a sudden you meet that girl at the tavern and she's like hey what's your sign (laughs) Are you a fire sign? Exactly. Are you an earth sign? I need to know. But first, we need to actually translate each one of those elements into some kind of sign. Absolutely. So I broke them down a bit. Under the
0: water signs, you've got the Jungian archetypes of caregiver, rebel, and creator. Ooh. And I think already, with those three words, you can kind of start to put
1: together an idea of what water elementals are going to be like. I dig that. That is really good. I'm already thinking of, yeah, those behaviors and how this new water elemental is going to interact with the party. And you could even focus on one of those
0: when you're you know, you're know, in that position where you have to role-play a water elemental. Are they going to be rebellious? Are they going to be more of an artist? And then if you break it down one more step, some of the traits that come from those archetypes are compassion, imagination, change, unprincipled,
1: and perfectionism. We've got a water elemental who's creating a whole labyrinth underwater and building this place where there are smaller water elementals that can be cared for within this space. And it's incredibly and immaculately crafted to be just this beautiful water palace. And it's
0: outside of everything that the other elementals are doing because this is a very rebellious (laughs) elemental. Love it. Next we have air. So the archetypes here are jester, lover, and innocent. So we've got this playful air elemental. Exactly. The traits we're working with are joyful, passionate, and optimistic. Stick with the downsides of being frivolous, disingenuous,
1: and naive. This is exactly what is needed. And weirdly enough, we're back to applying traits <laughs> that we always talk about, whether we're building characters or building baddies or NPCs. We're back to applying traits to a particular element so that we can roleplay an elemental. Yeah, and that gives me everything I need to go on in terms of playing an air elemental.
0: And even imagining the planes, like already I'm seeing the differences. The water plane is going to be full of these artistic underwater towers and like you said, mazes, but the airplane is going to be full of whimsy and delight and, and the elemental is going to be zipping around, but there's not going to be any real structure to it. Yes. How about Earth? Well, we have the archetypes of the everyman, the sage and the magician. So we're kind of focusing on wisdom here. The traits are empathic, wise, and intuitive with the downsides of being insecure,
1: overthinking, and manipulative. Hmm. See, I like this wisdom, empath, intuitive kind of nature. We've got the earth elemental titan, which is that gigantic ass turtle. And it's very much in line with being wise, what we think of as turtles is wise, you know, giant tortoise, slow moving, slow moving, maybe a little bit overthinking that kind of thing kind of talking about the
0: Ents vibe from lord of the rings like yeah that seems to kind of line up with all of this love it and then finally fire the archetypes are the ruler the hero and the explorer and they're going to have the traits of responsible courageous and ambitious with the downsides of being controlling arrogant and sometimes aimless Hmm.
1: and now i want my players to encounter a fire elemental adventurer that just wants to come with them (laughs) that being said it's obviously a problem yeah things are gonna (laughs) go bad fast
0: (laughs) the other thing that i think is kind of cool about all of the things that we've talked about is that now when you get elementals that are in the material plane for whatever reason they are interacting with the world in a much more meaningful way you can kind of envision how each of these elementals is going to behave and not only that but if they are still that consuming monstrous elemental you can play them as wanting to consume the elements that are in individual like we've got lots of water in us so a water elemental is just going to try and suck that out and
1: leave a husk earth elementals we've got metals in our bloodstream it's going to want those and even from the point of view of how to roleplay something as simple as some of the elemental mephits. Like, that is now a lot more interesting as to what those mephits are trying to do, as opposed to just pummeling our adventurers. They've actually got some goals. Yeah, some tendencies, some ways that they're going to taunt rather than all of the classics. And from all of this, I want to do things like at my player's home base, they have a fire elemental that is has to stay there because he's too dangerous. But he's sitting there as, as a neutral kind of character, but neutral neutral, maybe leaning towards positive. He's sitting there and trying to inspire the entire party to say, yes, this is the responsible thing to do. Often my players, as you well know, need a little bit of a moral compass. And I want to see this elemental suggesting that they should tackle certain really difficult tasks because it's the responsible courageous and ambitious thing to do
0: yeah absolutely
1: and maybe even get a little bit uh, arrogant and controlling about it if they say no and now we've got an npc that the players might actually care about just from adding some personality and some traits To something as elemental as an elemental i see what you did there but then of course
0: you got the earth elemental adventure that comes along to calm everything down
1: (laughs) (laughs) well this just gives me a ton to work with and thank you for doing all of this fantastic research because now i'm not gonna be so angry towards the elemental planes (laughs) when somebody (laughs) suggests that an adventure maybe takes place there
0: you can see it you can take them there yeah, I like
1: it. Well, to wrap this episode up, we're going to go
0: to the Temple of Inspired Hands and talk about some supplements that can add a lot of the details that are a little more difficult to come up with than these. Sounds good. This is the Temple of Inspired Hands, where amazing products and revolutionary ideas are brought to light.
1: So what have you got in terms of some really amazing, helpful supplements that can add a little bit more depth because you know there isn't a ton of options when it comes to elementals we have a couple yeah but i want to add and breathe a lot more life into this and not stretch my imagination and tax me before game time totally so yeah we've talked
0: about how they behave and where they live but there's a couple of creators like ned turner who's given us the elemental compendium one and two on the dms guild so this gives you an immense number of new elemental creatures with unique abilities for your games that you maybe aren't finding enough of in the core book Ooh, go on you've got a boatload of new mephites All of the combination ones that, you know, the the core books do have a few of those, but this just opens the doors wide. You've got more lesser elementals to work with. You've got conjunction elementals like steam, dust, ice, and smoke. You've even got some horror elementals, some greater elementals. You've got avatars of elemental evil and princes of elemental good. Now we're talking. And these CRs go all the way up to 30 with mega powerful primordials. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. 30 seems to be pushing it. (laughs) Sure, but you're going to fight him. And that's all just in the first of these compendiums because the second one has much more of a focus on the other elemental inhabitants than just the pure elementals like living sandstorms, ice serpents, new Azers, and just a plethora. I am digging it. So that's going to fill up that massive elemental chaotic space that you are craving. That's exactly what I needed. Then we have a collection of magic items for each element in the primordial bundle which you can pick up together or separately if you just want to pick up the fire magic items or the water magic items got it this one's by erf jordan and it's got some fun stuff in here so you can destroy enemies with the water-based anchor hammer you can summon a swarm of defensive birds with the blade of crows what (laughs) yes Or how about some fire beetles with the ember hive staff? Or perhaps you just want to bury your foes with the rod of the buried queen.
1: (laughs) That's amazing.
0: I love these. Yeah. So the next time you got that
1: player at the table, that's just like, I want all elemental stuff. Well, you're going to have to go and brave the dangers of the elemental plane because that's where your ember hive staff is. Yeah. So good luck. Some dude just hanging out in the fire with an ember hive
0: staff. He doesn't know how he got it. (laughs) You just got to beat them up and take it. So each of these supplements comes with 25 unique magic items. And you can find everything I just talked about on the DMs Guild. I'm going to put some links in the show notes for you. Elemental Compendiums 1 and
1: 2 and the Primordial Bundle. A total of 100 elemental magic items. Holy crap. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to actually run some elemental games and throw some of these creatures in.
0: Yeah, I certainly feel a lot more equipped after doing all this with this episode. And the person we have to thank for that is
1: Lila G, one of our patrons that kickstarted this idea. Thanks, Lila, because I was very apprehensive about going into elementals just because of all of my passionate, burning elemental hatred towards the elemental planes. (laughs) Once he's on a tear, it's hard to get him off of it. (sighs) It's exhausting, to be honest. But yes, thanks for pushing us into this episode, Lila. It was great and... You know, like you said, we turned it around. Absolutely. Hopefully our other
0: patrons appreciate it as well, like Alan E., Matthew T., Felix R., Chris F. I see Spiders Where There Are None, The Senate, Lucas D., Lila G., The GM Tim, Nevermore,
1: Thomas W., Tyler G., Ty N., Heavy Arms, Eric R., Aldross, Leprechaun, and Will HP. Thank you all so much for another great episode. Hopefully you thought it was great. Tell us. Maybe we shat the bed on this one. (laughs) Maybe you've got other elemental
0: ideas that have worked really well in your game, so tell us we're wrong and you're right. <laughs>
1: I have another cool announcement. What you got? Well, we passed 500 subscribers on YouTube. Well, that's pretty neat. Yeah. And I'd love to see if we can get to a thousand because shit really starts getting weird and wild when you go over a thousand. And we're working on some really neat ideas for some more YouTube content because, I mean, props to anybody who does listen to the show on YouTube, but I don't immediately go to YouTube for my podcasts. Yeah. You're weirdos. (laughs) you're outside of the normal behavior that we've set all this up around so thank you but we want to build video content for the video platform so we're working on some more stuff for youtube so let's get the subscriber count up if you know someone who might enjoy the show send them a link or tell them what you used from these episodes out of your games and then they'll say huh where did you learn that what shoot me a link and
0: then you play coy and you tell them you want something from them first wow (laughs) this escalated quickly (laughs) you can also thank tabletop audio for the sound effects you heard in this episode you can follow us at hook and chance on twitter facebook instagram and reddit you can join an excellent community of players and dms on our discord thanks Thanks for listening and And the next time you find a little elemental put it in your pocket maybe it'll help do you come across elementals often every day